What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to help you see money differently. That's a really important topic to me because a lot of us have transitioned from employees of a company, whether we left you know, because we resent the person that we were working for, or we felt undervalued, underappreciated, and we became business owners overnight. A lot of us didn't have that management experience. A lot of us didn't have that sales experience. And maybe some of us have, but again, for most of us who own a contracting business, this is our first business as it is mine. My painting business is the first business I ever started. So no one really taught me how to view money. So I want to talk about that in today's episode. I think you're going to get something out of it. Uh, very much appreciate you guys checking it out. So I'm excited uh, for any feedback you have on this topic today. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets podcast. We're going to talk about time management and more importantly, how to learn how to delegate things to free yourself as much as possible. Because here's the reality of the situation. You have either two goals that could potentially be your driving force for owning your business. The first goal could be you want to make as much money as possible and trailblaze and hustle and achieve whatever that looks like for you. Um, that's that's a goal. Um, but my suggestion is to change your approach because you can make far more money if making money is not your goal. Because if the goal for you in your business is to free yourself, when you free yourself, you're way more well, one of the things that I'll say is that you become much more resourceful, which in turn brings more money toward you, but it gives you the opportunity to do more throughout your day uh, to generate more income. So in any, in any case, whether the goal is to free yourself, the benefit is that you're going to make more money because you're going to be able to do more things because you're going to be free. Uh, and if the goal for you is to just make as much money as possible um, without freeing yourself, then you're in trouble. And and really the context of that first goal um, would be essentially the idea that you just like to like do everything um, in your business. You like to kind of be in control of everything. You like to work, you know, um, really like hard inside the production of your business. Maybe you're at a point where you are doing estimates, but you just have this like really, really hard time uh, spending money to make money. Um, so you kind of just like work super hard. So I kind of want to first like talk about money in a sense that maybe you haven't thought about it. And the next part of what I want to talk about is essentially freeing yourself and learning how to uh, delegate and and really zero in on one of the most important aspects of owning a business and being a, a really efficient business owner. That's time management. Um, so let's kind of get into that. So the first thing is, is really just identifying 
um, what like what money really means to you. Um, I think we all have different perceptions of money. We all hold it in a different regard. I'll kind of briefly dive into um, how I've transitioned my mindset about money. When I first started my working life, you know, at 16, I was coming from a place of scarcity. We didn't have much. Um, anytime that I saw a lack of money, I equated it to pain simply because it caused so much turmoil in my early childhood. So for me, the motivation was to make as much money as possible. The motivation was uh, to just work as hard as I can, do whatever I got to do, and forget systems, processes, and standards. Obviously, I was an employee, so I had to you know, be in the quote-unquote brush as a busboy or whatever I was doing. So I didn't have the ability to kind of step back um, and put a system together. Obviously, I wasn't a business owner, so that's the only option I had. Um, so for me, I had to make that transition at some point, and it happened when I became a business owner. I had to realize, and I went through the same thought process a lot of us do, and I'll kind of briefly run through those so you can kind of identify with what I'm saying. Uh, number one is the quality of the work going to be the same. Number two, um, you know, is it worth me giving this individual money that I could make myself and make more of? Okay, that's a very tempting thing. And I think that we have to get over that, um, especially, you know, because what I would love for you to adopt is this idea that I kind of really hit on. It's called the investor mindset. And when you adopt the investor mindset as, in, as opposed to the employee mindset, the investor mindset gives you the ability to kind of step back, right? So when you transition from employee to business owner, either you're going to adopt the investor entrepreneur mindset in terms of I need to spend more money to make money, or you're going to just stay an employee and say that in order for me to make money, I need to physically produce the work. No one's going to really teach you this. A lot of us have started our business really out of resentment uh, with the person that we used to work for. Um, or, you know, I would say that like 70% of people that start businesses in the contracting industry start them because they were either under paid. Um, they weren't valued. Uh, you know, they felt like they were being mistreated. And by default, they said, I'll just do my own thing. And with all of the learning that comes with starting your own business, the last thing that you're going to really try to zero in on and understand is how to see money differently when you've been trained to see money one way your entire life. Okay. And if no one comes in and teaches you this, then you're probably going to never change it. So that's why I want to hit on it because I feel like the foundation and the direction that you head in, in your business really has to do with first, what label do you put on money? Like what meaning does it have to you? Um, to, to me, you know, that investor mindset that we have to learn how to adopt is money now works for me. When I was an employee, I worked for money. Okay. And just because my title changed from employee to business owner doesn't mean that my approach and my mindset toward money by default changes as well. Okay. So that's where we have to actually make a deliberate decision to start seeing money in a different light, regardless of how much you have. Okay. There's never going to be a threshold, I promise you, of money where, you know, it's like, okay, now I can start thinking of it this way because by that time it, you're way too deep in your processes and your business 
and it's really going to be hard to change it. So let me kind of identify some things that I do with the investor mindset and some of the things that I see in my business, um, the way that I see them. So maybe you can adopt some of them in the same light. So the first thing is, is that I own a painting business. I provide a service to the marketplace. Okay. And I want you to picture me standing just in the middle of a room. Okay. And on the right side of the room, we have a bunch of homeowners. Okay. On the left side of the room, I have a bunch of painters that work for me. That's my crew of painters. Okay. My employees. And uh, on the left side of them standing next to them is a bunch of paint materials and supplies. Okay. So essentially the agreement is what I do is, is I meet the marketplace. So I, I essentially introduce the employees and the paint and the supplies to the homeowners on the right side of the room. I'm the middleman. Okay. And essentially what I do is I go to the homeowners and I say, Hey, listen, I'm going to introduce you to these painters. And I'm also going to introduce you to these supplies and materials and you're going to give me something in order to do that. Okay, great. So what I do is I take what they give me, which is usually in the form of money, and I go to my painters, my employees, and I negotiate with them. I say, okay, hey, uh, I need you to work for me for X amount per hour, and I'm going to introduce you to the homeowner so you can perform your craft to the homeowner. Okay. The benefit to me, okay. Is of course the benefit to you, of course, is that you don't have to find a homeowner to do work for. Okay. So obviously this is a rudimentary, um, you know, I'm giving you a very, very, very rudimentary, very basic example, but I want you to see this at its core because this is what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing on a daily basis. Okay. So I'm sitting in the middle of the room and I'm brokering a deal every time I sell a job between the homeowners and between my painters. Okay. And I have agreements that I make. The agreement is, is how much I take from the homeowner. So how much the agreement is of what I'm willing to introduce them to my painters is. Okay. And then the agreements are how much I'm willing to pay my painters to work for me. Okay. To meet the marketplace. So I'm the middleman. All right. Same goes for the paint. Obviously, the paint and the materials, we've somehow created some sort of negotiation for how much I'm willing to pay for that. And then I bring that to the marketplace. And because I'm doing that, I'm the valuable one. And I get to make the most money because I'm the one who has put together the production and the materials. And I'm the one who's bringing it and packaging it together for the homeowner. Okay. I really hope you got that analogy. If it's, if, if you didn't please rewind this and listen to it again, because I want you to understand what you are doing. Okay. Now let's first, let me first talk to my guys out there who are still painting. Okay. So do you see the issue at this point where I put you in a, you know, giving you a vision of me standing in the middle of a room and brokering a deal between painters and homeowners. Okay. Do you see how your world of what you're doing, actually performing the job messes with that system? Well, the issue is, is that I'm looking at money as money's working for me, right? So I'm using money to get the job done. You're seeing money as I need to accept a certain amount because now I, you're essentially paying yourself 
in a way. Like, so the value of which that you're willing to take jobs are way different than me because you're seeing money the way an employee would. You're seeing money as if I have to earn the money. Okay. So therefore I'm going to either charge more for my time or, you know, the, the system is different. Okay. And that's kind of where I want to get at is that, you know, before we can even grow, you know, we have to learn how to see money. So here's the reality. So me picture, go back to me being in that room. Okay. So I, 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 I introduce the painters to the homeowners. We complete the project. Great. Then I do it again. And 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 I never stop. And as I'm doing this, I'm refining the production. So I'm, you know, we fire people, we hire new people, we make our production system better. So it's more valuable in the beginning of me starting my business. If you looked on the left side of my room, you'd see people that don't really know how to paint. Okay. And as I've grown, I've gotten better people and better people and better people and a better system. Now I have two sets of uh, crews that I sell to the marketplace, right? So this is the investor mentality. I take money, I spend it to make more money. I take money from the homeowner. I, I pay people to do the job and I keep what's left over. I take money from the homeowner. I pay people to do the job and I keep what's left over. And I do that over and over and over again. And a good business owner will take some of that money and invest it to find new homeowners and invest it to find better uh, employees or invested to give those employees raises. So they're happier and they have more morale and they're more motivated and they provide even a better service. So this creates a perpetual system of growth as I'm being the maestro here, kind of coordinating, you know, the production, the marketing and the sales, the production, the marketing and the sales, production, marketing, and sales. And there's like this, the, there's this like synergy happening between the three. Okay. Going back to you with the employee mindset, you are, there's no way you're creating synergy in that system because what you're doing is essentially you're the middleman. Okay. And then you're running over to the left, left side of the room and you're, you're, you're waiting there to meet the homeowner and you're going back to the middle of the room and you're going to the homeowner and saying, okay, I'll do this job for this much. And then you're running back to the middle of the room and you're going to the left side of the room. And it's like you, there's no way like, you can focus and create that synergy. Okay. So let's go back to the investor mindset. Cause I really want you to get this from now on. I'm a broker of paint and labor. That's it. And I broker that deal to the customers, to the homeowners, to the marketplace, right? Now, because I do that, I am able to free myself. Okay. That is, that is the secret here. And you know, to be honest with you, I know that some of you have a passion for painting. Okay. I know that some of you have love painting and I don't want you to feel like I would, I would, I would take that away from you. What my suggestion is, and I've coached enough people to, that I, I know that whenever, whenever I offer this suggestion, I get great feedback. It's like, First, learn how to create a system. Even if your system is that you sell jobs, whatever jobs they may be, and you find two people to do those jobs, but the rule that you have is that you're not allowed to do those jobs, whatever jobs you get for those people, okay? And then you do your own little jobs on the side. What I just want you to get in the habit of is learning how to create that system. And that system is a rinse and repeat method, okay? So 
that is what I want you to learn is like you are an investor. When you get money, let's say you get 10 grand from a job, you're paying your guys five grand to do it. You're paying the materials, let's say two grand to do it. You have three grand left over. Okay. And the employee mentality is you need to save that three grand. No, you don't need to save that three grand. If you save that three grand, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to do that cycle again as you could, you know, but it might take longer. And, you know, the reality of the situation is that business moves fast. So you want to take a little bit of that three grand and you want to find a way to get your name out there, to market, to, to, to get people to find you quicker so you can do it again. So you can spend more time making your production better and you can do more jobs and get your name out there. And again, this creates a perpetuating cycle. But again, the investor mentality is what you have to develop because again, the employee mentality is going to say, I need to save this three grand. I just made this three grand. And usually when you're the one painting the jobs, you do that more often than not. You know, you just spent a whole week painting a house you're not excited to take 500 bucks from that and spend it on marketing so you can do it again. You're like, I just spent five days here. I'm holding on to every bit of this three grand. And that is your issue. That's why you're running into the problem of I can't find work. No one's hiring me. You know, I can't find employees, you know, because you're, 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 equilibrium is off in your business. That's what's happening. You have to step back. You have to use my analogy of you're in the middle of a room that has a, let's just say the room has a divider in it. The homeowners cannot see the painters on the other side, right? And you're the one that has the key to the door. So you make the agreement with the homeowner, you introduce them to the painters and the paint and the supplies that they're holding and come with them. Okay. So let's talk about time management because this goes hand in hand, right? So I'll kind of give you guys an idea of what my day looks like. And, you know, I'm very, very blessed. Let me just put it that way. And I'll tell you this right now. I, I have the best guys working for me. I'm so grateful for these guys because they free me. You know, if it weren't for them doing their job to the standard of which they do it, that keeps us at a high standard that allows me to, to work from home. You know, I hardly go to jobs. I hardly have to meet homeowners. I call them a lot. I I'd love calling them, checking in, but I'm free from, you know, the demands of doing estimates, the demands of, of, of doing, you know, being a project manager, like I'm free. I created that system. And going back to what I first said, when I started this episode is that the freedom allows me to do other things like what I do coaching, you know, helping build websites, doing a podcast, like things that I really enjoy doing, you know, so I have the freedom and the, and the flexibility. And then of course, the greatest benefit to me is the time with my family. I mean, I, I, I've, I've never missed anything with my daughter. I mean, to me, that's so valuable. I mean, I'm never going to get that time back. And it's all because I align my business to give me that gift, you know, and, and I, I treat my employees as, as, as great as I can, because I value the fact that they are allowing me to do this. So there's this, there's this mutual respect, but it also comes with the responsibility to sell jobs, to make sure that I am creating the system that gives them what they want, which is income and a great place to work, gives the customers what they want, which is a great quality of service. And don't get me wrong, I'm not sleeping on the job here. I mean, I'm making sure that this is happening, but the greatest blessing is being able to do it from afar on my own time with my own self-discipline and the standards that I've set for myself. And 
that is obviously the payoff. Um, the payoff, of course, of doing those things is having the freedom. So my day to day is, you know, I'm waking up in the morning. I have a system of how many calls I'm going to make, how many, you know, uh, what, what, what follow ups need to be done. I'm checking the CRM. I'm looking at quotes that need to be sent. Um, you know, I'm, I'm checking in with homeowners, um, updating notes for future jobs. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm, you know, so there's a lot of things that I'm doing. Um, but again, the, the, greatest benefit is that I'm, I'm not physically tied to, again, taking uh, time to do estimates anymore or uh, being on the job. I have people in place to help me do that. So I want to talk about that because it's so important for you to learn this. You don't need to have 10 plus employees to learn these principles that can free you to be able to do these things. I mean, the reality of the situation is like production is going to take up the largest majority of your time in your business. It's a reality. I mean, production is slow. You know, no one can paint a whole house by themselves to perfection in a day. If you do, let me come look at your work. It's impossible. So, you know, it just takes a while. So the reality is sales takes a while. Um, estimating takes a while. Learning how to market takes a while. So, you know, remember what I always say is that production is not growing your business. Sales and marketing um, is what grows your business. So of course, sales is, and, and sales is the result of good marketing that, you know, they, they go hand in hand. And of course, production is just the promise that you make in sales. Like that's the end result of growth. Like we, we equate growth to sales. So ultimately like the more time that you're not selling, obviously that means that you're not growing, which unfortunately means that you're dying because there's only two ways to do it. Your business is either growing or you're dying. That's it. So the longer that you spend painting jobs or being in a, in a, in a, in a role in your business that is not a sales role, um, unless you've placed people in that position, which is great because that's the next level of just having a sales force of people selling jobs, uh, a marketing department and a production department, then you're really free. Um, but I, I don't believe that most of you are in that position right now. So, so the delegation is what's going to allow you to continuously free yourself to be able to spend time on sales. Now you might say, well, sales isn't my strength, Tanner. I, I'm, I'm a painter. I don't really know sales too well. The benefit of our society and the way that we do business nowadays is the fact that marketing can be taken care of you, care for you if you're willing to pay for it. Okay. I delegate my marketing to Home Advisor. I delegate my marketing to Facebook. I delegate my marketing to Google, right? That frees me from having to knock doors like I used to have to do in the past, right? Not me specifically. I'm a little bit younger, but if you're an older contractor, that was your go-to. You'd knock on doors. What does knocking on doors take? Time, okay? Of course, you can pay someone. You're, you could delegate that task if you want, but again, I, do the math. Does it equate to just you know put money into these paid areas like Google ads and all that stuff? Or is it more efficient for you to pay a fleet of people to knock on doors? Nowadays with the things that are going on for me, online is where you want to spend your money. So we're delegating that to save me time. Okay. The next task that we want to delegate is of course production if we haven't done so already. And by that, I mean, we're hiring employees to do that for us. Okay. There's areas that also are very time consuming in our business, like payroll. Okay. I delegate that to Gusto. All I do is plug in how many hours my guys work, done. Payroll's done, cut, taxes are paid, workers' comps paid, done. Accounting, 
Do you really think I'm going to learn the tax code this year? Do you really think that's important to me? No, I'm just going to pay someone to do it. I'm an investor. I'm delegating. Okay. So everything that you're seeing me delegate, I'm investing in. That's why it's the investor mentality. The employee says, I don't want to let this money go. I need to save it. I've been told to save it for retirement my whole life. Okay. No, you have to make the transition because the investor mentality is going to free you. So again, I just named a few things. Marketing. I'm paying people to do marketing for me. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm just like, you know, I'm paying painters to paint jobs for me. I'm painting companies or, or services to market for me in the same way that I'm, you know, uh, paying painters to paint for me. I'm paying accountants to do accounting for me in the same way. I'm paying painters to paint for me. I'm paying a payroll company to do payroll for me. Okay. In the same way that I'm paying painters to paint for me, I'm paying, you know, um, uh, technology to, to automate things for me. Like this is the investor mentality. And I, at the core of what I'm really doing and what you need to start doing is letting money work for you. Okay. Because again, when you're free, you could be more creative, you could be more effective, you could grow your business faster, but we're so, I would say there's so much laser focus and like, like, you know, narrow vision when it comes to, I need to hold on to this money. Chances are, it's because you feel like you're not going to make the money again that you just made. So it's scary for you. But again, remember what I said about the synergy cycle, right? The synergy cycle is essentially you knowing that the system that you put together is going to deliver you results. That's, that's how it works. Like, yeah, there's times where it might be a little bit scarce, but if you stay consistent and you become a student of your own business, which I recommend you learn how to do. And that just is essentially how many leads do I need? And what's my closing ratio? Essentially, that means like, how much do I need to spend to get 10, 10 leads. Okay. If I do 10 estimates, how many of those jobs am I really going to get? And if right now you have no sales experience, you might get two out of 10 jobs. But again, what I was saying about the beauty of the society we live in and essentially the podcast you're listening to, you can learn how to sell jobs and get that closing ratio up. But you can't do all that if you're painting or if you're in production or if you're, you know, just hanging out. And, and again, guys, the core of what I'm trying to help you understand is what you tie money to, okay? What your idea of money is. And I'm the type of person that I came from that scarcity mindset. It was save, 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 save. If I don't have money, there's going to be pain in my life, okay? I had to make the adjustment. I'm, and, and that's why I'm spending time doing this podcast because I know it's a hard adjustment to make. Like, I, I really understand that. But remember, if you if you ever doubt your ability to operate in this way as the investor, please just use that analogy I'm giving you and understand what you're really doing at its core. Okay. You're standing in a room. There's a wall dividing you from the, the, the customers, which are on the right side of the wall. And you have your painters and the supplies on the left side of the wall. You're the only one with the key and you're going into the homeowners part of the room and you're communicating with them and you're saying, okay, I know painters. I will bring painters to you for X amount of money. And then you go to the painters and obviously your agreements are what you're paying them hourly. And then you send them over there. Okay. And once they're done, you collect money for that and you pay the painters and then you keep some and what you do with that money will either make or break you. Okay. So you might, you might be in a really bad cycle right now. You might have not created that, that, that cycle of rinse and repeat. And my suggestion for you is to really identify what you're doing with your profits. Okay. And, and, and by that, I also mean, 
what are you not delegating that's causing you to just just find yourself inundated with tasks that probably never get done. And if they do get done, they probably don't get done the right way, like accounting or payroll or, or whatever it is that, that you're not delegating to people who are who, who can do it more efficiently. You know, remember, as a business owner, we have so many responsibilities. When you delegate things to people, they are able to just focus on one of those responsibilities to an exceptional standard. Sort of like if, you know, like if you're trying to do QuickBooks on your own as a business owner, like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you're probably losing more money than you would like then like you're probably losing money because you don't know as much as an accountant would that if you just paid an accountant to do it, not only are you going to free yourself from trying to figure out how to do bookkeeping, but you're also going to make money on the back end, not only because bookkeeping and accounting are administrative costs that are a deduction, but they're going to find different tax loopholes and different things that are going to maximize your dollar. Uh, but the, the, again, we're, I'm an investor. I invest in that and I'm just really helping you understand the investor mentality, um, is what's going to free you in this business and how you see money. Um, and I'll wrap it up with this. You need to spend money to make money. Um, and, and that cycle of synergy that I'm telling you that happens in business, um, it works. That's what I'm in right now. I'm in a cycle of synergy. And that is why I have so much free time. That is why I'm able to spend time with my family. That's why I haven't missed one milestone with my daughter, you know, because I have created this cycle of synergy that just works. Okay. And it works because I understand money that I know that I need to delegate. I need to spend money to make money. I'm not afraid to pay people to do what they're best at to, to free me from doing it myself. And you know what? It's going to be hard for some of you guys who are painters out there, who are who are tradesmen, who like that 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 tangible thing of of showing up and and sweating on the job. I get that, but you're not going to be able to grow that way. So the the you have to decide: is the pain of not growing greater than the change that you have to make, or is the change you have to make? you know, uh, uh, is the change that you have to make in the way that you see money, is that pain greater than, you know, the, the pain of not growing your business. So it's like one of those things where you got to find that balance. You have got to decide what, what direction you're heading in as a business owner. So I hope you got something out of this. I gave you as best I could, um, to really help you identify, you know, really what your role is in your business and what this concept is about. It's really important to me. Um, especially if I'm, I'm helping somebody in the early stages of their business. One of the things that I'm passionate about is really just understanding what the, what the mindset is. Like, you know, if you look at a plane, um, and you say, Hey, you know, what destination are you going to? If you're one degree off, you know, if you if you're one degree off in terms of like when you take off a plane, you can end up 400 miles away, depending on how far you travel. Um, so it's important to get that foundation right. It's important to get that those coordinates right. So thank you for listening, guys. Always a pleasure. Um, and I, I really look forward to continuing the conversation on this. If you have anything to say about this episode, please reach out to me on Instagram at contractor coach. Love to speak with you about it. Love to kind of, you know, uh, brainstorm a few ideas to see how I can help you make that transition. So thanks so much. Have a great day. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. 
Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.